Welcome to the Three Thirds Mike One Third Scouts podcast. It is episode number 22 and I'm joined by my fellow podcasters, Mr. Ross Smith and Mr. Simon Mann. How are we both? Hello. Very I'm... well. I'm very good, thank you. <laughs> I'm also very good. I'm always glad to hear from you too. How are you, Cheezer? I'm very well. I've got my, uh, I've got, I've got my DIY kit back out. I, um, I made the decision. So I've been off on furlough now for, well, no, but I've been off work for since the 4th of November. So that would be 13 days. And um, being, being a hectic time at work, I thought, right, I'll have a couple of days off. Well, Thursday, Friday off, didn't really do that much. Um, did a bit of shopping, did a bit of birthday shopping for Esme. And then um, on the Monday, I was like, right. So we've decided we're going to relay the floor in the house. Um, but then I had a conversation with your brother and said, well, if you're going to relay the floor in the house, do you not need to paint the, need to paint the front room first? Because you were talking about doing that. I was like, oh, maybe I do need to paint the front room first. So... Um, oh, so I'm, like, I'm one phone call to my brother and you're getting more jobs. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it's a good point. I mean, I'm not the greatest painter in the world and quite, um, I, it's quite difficult to get white paint out the floor. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so my first three days of putting the floor down turned into painting the front room a couple of times. And then I've been um, put, lifting the floor up and jiggling everything around because it I mean, in the summer it would have been easier because I could have just stuck everything outside all day while I, while I did it. Whereas it's done nothing but rain for the last five days. So I've had the uh, the summer brolly up at the at the back doors while I've been doing some um, heavy duty jigsawing at the back door. <laughs> heavy duty jigsawing. <laughs> <laughs> so have, you, have you got your own jigsaw? I went and bought I went and bought a jigsaw. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that's good to know. That is. <laughs> There you go. That, that's going to be borrowed and never returned. Yeah. Soon, yeah. Yeah. I saw your screwdriver the other day, actually. I was like, oh, God, I didn't oh, yeah. give him that screwdriver back. <laughs> I forgot about that. Because <laughs> you've got a nice little toolbox. <laughs> <laughs> Simon's just got swag yeah. written on his box. <laughs> It's all going I, in the van. The, the van's marked up uh, <laughs> Smith, Martin and Cheesy's electricians and I can't remember what else we were offering to do. Well, joinery jo- now with a jigsaw. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- well, that's it. I mean, retail might be redundant in a few years' time. I'm going to need a trade to fall back on. I thought I might be, <laughs> be, uh, might be able to lay some floors. People will always want flooring, mate. There you go, see? Exactly. I thought, I, I, thought I, don't re- I can't do bathrooms or kitchens, so it's going to have to be something else. Well, as long as you as long as you get your heavy duty jigsaw in done, then. Well, I've got. I've already got. I mean, I've gone through the blade that you get with the jigsaw, so I must be. Do, I must be doing. I'm either doing something very wrong, or I'm doing a lot of jigsawing. Uh, I'll leave everyone else to make their own minds up on that one. Well, so, yeah, so... well, I obviously we're back in lockdown. First thing I did because we're in lockdown. Got the old lockdown haircut back out. Oh, oh. see, I, I was lucky. I, got, I went the Monday before we got locked down. No, so my my appointment at the barbers was on Friday, the day after, and I couldn't. Even though they opened later with the kids, I couldn't get in any other time. So we got the managed to get the kids' hairs done, and then mine just thought, you know what, just have to get rid. So I got the lockdown haircut straight away. Oh, so you've gone. You've all right. I thought you were just going to let it grow. Not that you've shaved it all off. No, I shaved it all off. Because I thought, thought was, if I wait, because gonna... it was already getting pretty shaggy. So I thought four more weeks of this. I don't know. It'll just look a mess. Oh, I thought you've gone. If I if I'm going to shave it, I need to do it at the start, then that gives it a bit of time to grow back, doesn't it? Yeah. So I was going to say, stop not. Oh, I'd imagine. Yeah, so I did that, and I can't can't think. About, well, I've done nothing else because you're not allowed to do anything else, are you? I tell you what has excited me this week. I did the big shop, and normally I go to ASDA to do the big shop, but because uh, I work in a school, I now get ten percent off at Morrison's. Oh, do you? Which is, yeah, ten percent discount for teaching staff. So I went to Morrison's this week. I tell you what, when I uh, when I nip round to, to borrow that jigsaw, drop the shopping list. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to Morrison's and did the shop there. 
And the the thing that's excited me most this week is you know um, you know them little like tablet things that you put in your toilet water, and then when you flush, oh yeah, it turns it like blue. Well, I I thought they were all blue, but in Morrison's they have pink ones. So I've got pink water now in my toilet, which is it, it, it's making me very happy every time I go to the toilet. <laughs> so I'm assuming there must be more colours out there for me to find. Did we get a full rainbow. Yeah. yeah. And Just I'm also different... well then that 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 makes me think, what happens if you put like if I put a red and a yellow, if they did a red and a yellow one, would yeah. get orange water? <laughs> I could have mixed and match and create my own unique coloured toilet water. So that, feel, that's that's the thing that's got me excited. I can feel a new line of uh, products going out for Christmas with the uh, three thirds Mike, one third Scouse podcast written on it. <laughs> well, well, yeah, we, if we bring out a red and green one for Christmas, yeah. <laughs> glitter. Yeah, but, can we do glittery ones. <laughs> yeah, but if you put a red and green one together in the toilet, it's just going to turn brown, isn't it? Do you want brown water? No, oh, yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> good point. Well made. <laughs> You want, you, want, you want something that's cheery and uplifting, don't you? Not brown. <laughs> you can get... You looks can, like you've had too much curry. You can buy them together, but just to do not use together. You know, one of those safety label yeah. type things. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I was, I was amazed. Pink one. And it's very pink as well. Uh, yeah. I, I might, that's that's going to be my new thing. How, how many different colours I can turn my toilet water? Has the... <laughs> I mean, I hope nobody just listens to that bit. Ross is just straw Peter in Barocas just to get a bit of... <laughs> I thought you'd have, I thought you'd have said that you would have been. I thought it would have been like a board game, not toilet water. No, I have. Uh, I have ordered some more board games, but they've not come yet. But you mean you've ordered? Well, yeah, you <laughs> you play the you're last one. Like, you're... Cheesy, cheesy talks about having a jigsaw. I bet you got excited <laughs> then. <didn't you? laughs> well, yeah. So I've, I've, these, I've got three more coming. So, not co- yeah. co- not cooperative ones. No, one of them's um, one of them's like a war game. One one it's a two player game. One person's the Americans and one person's the Germans. And you've got like missions. You've got to try and stop each other from doing what they want in Normandy. So I'll let Claire be the Germans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then, I can't remember, another two, another another couple coming, but they were only cheap these times, they weren't, they weren't under a pound, so that's all right. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you bear in mind that saving you're making at Morrison's. Right, exactly. They pay for themselves. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, I don't know if this is the the website that I got them off. They offer a discount. So if you buy three board games in one order, yeah, how much discount do you reckon they offer you? Five percent. You're going five percent. What I'm going to say, what one free spin of, of the nine? <laughs> get an extra go. That'd be good. No, three percent. Three percent. That's very specific. Could they just knock the postage off? Yeah. And then if you buy five together, they give you 5% off. Oh, which is very minimal. Like I thought, I mean, what? I didn't really, I know how percentages work, and I, I, can't, I am quite good at that. <laughs> but when I did it, I didn't realise literally how small 3% is. Yeah. You well, if, you, well, I was say, if, you're, if you're spending so much on these board games that 3% is, a, is what they think is a significant knock, uh, <laughs> value to be taking off, then well, yeah, things have got out of hand. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing Teddy on Antiques Roadshow in about 50 years' time. Right. <laughs> yeah, I love a collection. I mean, is, does it not go any further, that discount? Does it not go, if you buy 100, do you not get 100% off? Well, no... <laughs> No, then, no. but you, if you sign, if you like, if you obviously you sign up, you get points. So every spend, you get so many points, and then you, oh, can you use the points you've accumulated to knock off money. You must be at the top of that list, surely. Well, no, because if I use all my points, I still need it. Still, only knocks off like three quid. So I thought you'd be a platinum member. <laughs> right? No, there'll be people with people worse than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I don't meet them. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure it's in the daylight. 
Yeah, I'd probably stuck in lockdown with that by accident. <laughs> I said to Claire, today, I, uh... I phoned Claire up today on the way home, and I said, oh, I said, I've been thinking. I said, because uh, I've been buying all these board games, can we just have one night a week where we play a board game and you feign a bit of interest? <laughs> and she went, well, maybe once a month. I thought, oh, cheers. <laughs> I mean, I, I was going to... For, for anyone that's listening that's unaware, Ross and Claire do live together. Like, <laughs> but you, were, you, were, you came up with that idea and you were so excited, you were like, I can't wait till I get home. <laughs> oh, no, I've been thinking about it all day at work. Work. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in my head I thought, I thought if her phone were up and she goes, oh yeah, that's a great idea, we'll play something as soon as we get home and she'd have some game set up. <laughs> and then I realised who I was married to and thought, no, that'd never well, yeah. I've um, I bought a punch bag this week. It's not arrived yet. So it's on its way. It says three to five days it'll take. And bought, bought it on Monday. I thought you were going to say so it says three to five year old. No. <laughs> so I'm hoping to be ready for uh, ready for a, a shot at the heavyweight championship by by May next year. Is, are you so, the reason? Are you the reason Fury's postponed his dates? <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> so so where's the, where's the where's the punch bag going to get hung? Inside or no, outside? So it's freestanding. Oh. So, yeah. So I, I put quite a lot of research in. At, and I think if you feel it, I'm hoping it won't just fall over every time I punch it. Well, with your power, that's... Exactly. Well, that, that is the thing. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But yeah, it's, it's on it, en route. Don't you also have um, the... Thing that's strapped to your head that's on elastic, the ball. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not had a go on that for a few weeks, but yeah, I do have this thing. You, you put, you sort of, yeah, it goes around your head, and then it's like a, it's like it, it looks like a tennis ball. It's a bit softer than that. You can just sort of punch it on an elastic. So string. I on, I was on TikTok the other day, and I saw one of these, and it made me think of you. But this had like, it must have had a computer chip in it because it, it give you a, it give you a score on the, uh, on your phone oh, every time was... you hit it. Which oh, yeah, I've... definitely buy that. Yeah. I mean, they, they weren't advertising. It was just some people using it. So I don't know where you get it from. But I, I did think... Oh. So part of the reason I'm, I've sort of stopped going on it is I, I got quite good at it. And it, it sort of got a bit boring because I was just really good at it. And, um, <laughs> See, I don't, know if you're, well, a, I don't know if you're telling the truth or lying right now. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> but I, got, I basically got to the point where I could do it. For for as long as I wanted, and then um, I mean, I still now, don't know if you tell the truth. I like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not that hard. I'm telling the truth. I only want to do. Yeah, I only want to do. That's how long I want to do it for. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, but if I had a score that I could be, I could be aiming to beat, then that might uh, reinvigorate me. Yeah. So when you, when are you ordering the eccentric shorts to go with all this? Well, I don't know. I don't know uh, how much how much gear we. So it comes with like some gloves, but you're know, like those sort of UFC gloves. So I don't know if I need to buy some like proper boxing gloves. I mean, I'm hoping I'll, I'm hoping I'll, I'll do it regularly, and it, it won't just end up staying in the shed. <laughs> oh well, there we go. Yes. So is this purely for a fitness thing, or just because? Yeah, yeah. It is hard work punching, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I think if you just sort of walk around for three minutes with your arms in the air, it's quite tiring. I've never tried. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Next time at work, I'm a bit bored. Have yeah. you watched yet? I mean, as, as a board game aficionado, I've not watched it yet, but there is a, apparently there's a Netflix show about chess. Oh, The Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good. I've not seen it. No, it's supposed to be really good, yeah. though. Uh, yeah, well, that, yeah, that's the, the reviews I've had. Is it, about, uh, the wor- is it like... about the world of chess, or will you watch people play chess? No, it's a, dra- it's a drama. It's a oh. drama about a, a girl that gets involved in chess, which on the face of it, I don't you, you don't know how it got made, do you? Because it didn't sound very interesting, but it's supposed to be really, really good. So I think what I've been watching. Oh, I t- well, it's, I'm a Celebrity's Return, hasn't it? It has. Yes. I didn't want, oh. I've not watched last. I've not watched last night, so I watched. The, I watched the first one. You've not watched last night's. No. You've not. You've not found your happy place. Well, I have because I've, <laughs> I've, I've clearly seen it past plastered all over every uh, website that I've looked at today. But yeah, 
Um, I didn't realize. Well, I realized he was from up north, but I didn't realize he was from Burnley. I mean, that's it was that trial was you you're you're in for a treat when you see the trial, Jesus. That's all all I say. Who uh, who 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 do you think will win? Well, I think he's. I think Jordan North's got a chance. Uh, just because he's going to end up being on screen quite a bit, isn't he? I think he is quite likable. I think Shane Ritchie, Vernon Kay, I think they're the type of characters that do well. What, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I I thought... After I mean, last... I've, I've named half of them, I? <laughs> After <laughs> last night's performance, yeah. I also, well... I, yeah. I tell you what, well, I don't know if I like her, or it's just that she reminds me of one of my mum's best friends, but Victoria Derbyshire is quite nice. But I don't know if she'll win. She just seems quite a nice person. It seems like quite a good... They've, they've picked quite a good bunch, I think. They all just seem nice. None of them seem like they'll yeah, be absolute... I hate, it. I hate it when they get along. They've all been getting along so far, haven't they? Yeah, yeah there's no real like controversial character. Like like when that Lady C was in it, all this... Someone who's yeah. really yeah. out of touch with the rest of society. And, it, all... and it, it does look quite comfortable, doesn't it, in that... Like, they seem to have beds, a few of them. Well, I said this to Claire. I said that I would. I wouldn't mind sleeping. In a, you don't. You feel like you're part of civilization still, don't you? Yeah. Whereas in the jungle, you must. You obviously you feel like you're in a jungle, so you feel like you're away from it. But I feel like in the jungle, you'd never get a good night's sleep. No, you're, you're no, always slightly on edge that there's going to be a creepy crawly or something about. Whereas I think you probably could get your head down if you're in a hammock inside that castle. Well, the, I think because so. you need them tired and sleep deprived. That's when they're going to get angsty with each other, isn't it? Somebody, somebody said um, they'd been. Um, somebody been in the jungle said it. It's the bits that you don't hear. It's the atmosphere. It's the actual bit of living outside and hearing all the noises, like when you're trying to go to sleep. Whereas they're just in a castle, which looks like on the drive in that I've watched them all. Looks like they're actually in the middle of absolutely nowhere in Wales. It doesn't look like there's a single person around them. So, I, I always think that I'm a celebrity. Is if you were going to do it, one of the real perks is. The ITV like put your family up in a five star hotel, don't they? Yeah, in Australia, in Australia. <laughs> for, a, for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I presumably fly you out there, and you're not fly in a, you back. Not in a B and B in Landud now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, I always think that would be a major incentive for me. I'd be, you know, if, if Blinda was getting offered, I'm a celebrity. That's that's the re- I'd be saying to her, do it the year when I get free holiday to Australia. <laughs> I can't. I can't believe it's took twenty seasons for Shane Richards to get asked to do it, or Vernon Cave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just when yeah, you were talking, surprising, about. isn't it? Because when you were going on about, see, um... go on. I was going to say when you were saying about people that are arguing, like the, the um, when I was the like the twenty years show that they had on. I think uh, last last weekend, I think it was like Nigel Ben was in there in like two thousand and six. I was like, they got to they got to <laughs> Nigel Ben before they got to Shane Richards. I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't work it out. But Shane Ritchie, I was... saw a thing, and it was—I saw a thing on Twitter, and it was saying that um, Shane Ritchie and doing "I'm a Celebrity Now" is a bit like Neil Warnock going to Middlesbrough. And you're like, you've only just realised that Neil Warnock hasn't already been Middlesbrough manager. <laughs> <laughs> a good joke and a good way to bring it back round to the sport, Simon. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it should be all right. But it, yeah, like you say, the odds just seem very. They all seem very pleasant, but apparently there's two new people going in, isn't there? Uh, yeah, well, I thought there's only there's, I think what is there eight, nine? There's ten no, of them. There's ten of them. Yeah. Or than there's normally a few more than that that go in. They normally send a couple of people in two or three days after. Well, yeah, it's Russell Watson, isn't it? Who I think is he the is the opera singer from Salford, isn't he? Oh, it? he is. Yeah. yeah. Russ, that's a that's a blast from the past, isn't it? But again, not somebody's going to ruffle any feathers, though, is it? Unless well, you just from, unless you just from, you know, all the time. Say that when you're trying to get a bit of, try to get a bit of sleep and he's practicing. <laughs> I mean, he's he's no longer mentioned in the opera circle, and we won't we won't say why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I th- yeah. Thing is, what I also think as well, going into like these shows, it must be nice just to not have to worry about social distancing for three weeks. Yeah. Of life. So you can actually go up to a stranger and just be normal around them. The, that must uh, be just an absolute joy. The, the more and more um, you see, like, but the, 
they keep flashing every time every so often watching something on the television they'll flash back to a music festival or they'll flash back to a game of football you see all these 40,000 people stood together and like it just doesn't it just doesn't even compute anymore that that would actually ever ever be able to happen again you know what uh, I'll tell you what started getting to me actually because all the Christmas adverts have started haven't they and it's all like oh have Christmas with the people that you love well no I'm not going to have it am I it's not going to happen I'm not going to have this big family gathering with everyone around eating this big turkey. I'm going to have a chicken drumstick each with my kids. That's through the, through what's the, going to happen. Through the window. <laughs> trying, to, trying to convince Claire to play the Germans in your board game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we won't be arguing. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll just fall out. Well, I'll just pass out because that would be the better way to end Christmas. Than... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think... you. you this year of all years, stop selling that unrealistic dream of what Christmas is. <laughs> you know what Claire said to me, actually? We were watching and she went, you know what gets me about these adverts? I went, oh, what? And she went, it always snows. <laughs> and I said, I, said, I said, well, the point of an advert is to sell the magic of Christmas. If, it was a, if they just sold some grey, miserable day <laughs> with a lot of slush <laughs> everywhere, it's not the best, <laughs> best way to sell your product, is it? <laughs> The Australians will start on the beach. Uh, Tell you, yeah. speaking of a, a product I tried recently, it was near your house, Ross. It was like a, a, we got these brownies and uh, blondies from a, a place around the corner from your house. They oh. were incredible. I know what you're going to say. I can't remember what it's called, so I'm hoping you'll know. <laughs> um, is it called Little Blonde Bakes? That's the one. That's yeah. the one. I've never been. Do you know... Oh, well, she's good at baking. <laughs> I hope so. She's opened a shop. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've been told to go lots and lots of times, but I've never actually been. Do you just go in? Do you just go in, or do you have to what, pre-order? No, no, just go in. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if it's yeah. open at the minute, but yeah. Anyway, should we talk about some sport? <laughs> we're going to have a we're going to have a break, and we'll come back, and we will discuss England. Welcome back to the Three Thirds Mike One Third Scout podcast. And as it's been International Week, we will talk about England again. Um, so yeah, so England. Uh, so we'll we'll start with the stats. England have played five games in the next <laughs> league. Uh, and how many goals do you think they scored? Uh, oh. in those games? Oh, it must be clean. a lot. It must be a lot. <laughs> I mean, I thought personally it was six before six. I did some research on the stats. Yeah. But it's not, it's three. I mean, what, are you talking about just Nations League games or the last five international? Ju- no, just Nations League games because that's the other bit I was getting confused with as well. See, this is the other thing. I get confused what's a Nations League game and what's just a... Well, yeah, so I, I, had, to, I had to go back. So I think, the, this, I think this Nations League started in September. So we played... Denmark and Iceland. We normally play a Nations League game, don't we? And then we normally play a friendly, whereas this time it's been Nations League. Um, we played two Nations League games, then we played another two, and then we've played uh, in the last break, and then we've played um, this one against Belgium that's just gone. So we've only scored three goals, and only one of them's been from open play, which I think was the Mason Mount goal against, um, against the second one against Belgium. And second half, the other two have been penalties. So we scored the goal in the last minute to beat Iceland from a penalty. And then the first goal against Belgium was a penalty. I think Rashford scored that. Um, and then um, the goal at the weekend, the goal against... Um, oh, we didn't even score against Belgium. I, I can't even remember what the other goal was. Thing yeah, is, that's right. I, yeah. I love major tournaments. Like a summer with a major tournament. I mean... 2018, when England got to the semi-finals, it was incredible. It was just an amazing time for the whole country, I think. We were all waistcoat-loving. It was a fantastic time. We were all singing Atomic Kitten again, weren't we? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they're the moments I live for. And I always think (laughs) I have to sort of tolerate, I have to tolerate international breaks because it means, it builds up to the fact that you get to, England will qualify and then you get a major tournament. But this season, it just feels like we've not even had the major tournament. I'm still having to put with these international breaks. And it's the, the, and there's so much football to cram in at the moment. 
Like, we don't need more football. Like, and they're playing like three games in each in, in each window. When really, you know, you, you should be squeezing two in at best. The players will probably be better off having none. It, and, you know, I look at the England team, I think that almost certainly isn't going to be the England team that will start in the Euros next year. But, you know, who's benefiting from any of these games, apart from obviously some people make money selling TV rights? I mean, the other thing about these, obviously the Nations League is happening. We've not the Nations League got launched, and then it's not actually we've not seen the results of the Nations League leading up to the last tournament. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because it wasn't the whole point that you win the Nations League and then you get to qualify for the Euros. Yeah, well, that's got, like, and that's we had a ra- have, have we not had a round of Nations Leagues that should have led to, when we had the Nations League final? What was I don't understand what all that was for. Well, that so was all done before. Yeah, so that the playoffs for the Nations League was uh, the ones that just took place, the ones that Scotland had, but they were they were supposed to be played, but they're not supposed to be played at the back end of March when all the football originally got cancelled. Yeah, but then what was the, what was the one that we went to the finals of? Yeah, so that, was, that was the last. Yeah, there is a, this is a new Nations League that we we started sort of since, but then so, September. Or yeah, right. But like, those playoffs are only supposed to happen. Just those playoffs are like the last thing to happen before um, before the Euros. I mean, I feel like when the Nations League was launched, everyone was very confused about the levels and or how it all means for like a qualification route into the Euros. And then with the whole timetable and timescales of everything that's supposed to happen, it's just got incredibly more confusing because no one has any clue as to what is going on anymore. It's all the playoffs, the semi-finals and finals playoffs are linked to last seasons, aren't they? The playoffs have just gone, yeah, they're linked to last yeah, season. But yeah, so there's, about... there's a round of Nations League stuff going on now that's this season's, isn't it? So it's all yeah. mishmashed, isn't it? It's all what is last season's, what is this season. I just, I think it, there couldn't have been a worse time to launch a new way of getting into the Euros, basically, could there? Just before <laughs> a global pandemic. Try Utah telling that to Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I made I made I made possibly the greatest decision I've ever made the other night when I was um, ripping up some carpet to uh, I what I thought when you said England were playing I watched the I watched the Scotland game I mean to be fair I didn't think I'd still be watching Andy Robertson run around the uh, the field at 100, <laughs> after 120 minutes but I thought oh, I'll watch Scotland see how they get on and it was it, it was amazing it was brilliant and that was that was probably as close to tournament football as you're going to get outside of a, outside of a major tournament. But then you'd kind of flip flop to the other side and what Eng- what England are doing, and I don't and there's not I mean I don't know what the, I don't I don't know how like this group stage affects England. I mean last year we were playing in a group of three. This year we're playing in a group of four. Well, I don't know. I, does, it, it doesn't change anything, does it? We just don't. But then, we just do. We're just there. Next year we're in the same tier. <clears throat> so the next game has nothing riding on it. Well, no, it depends, doesn't it? Because can, can we not get relegated or not? No. Can't get relegated and we can't, get, we can't win it. And the, no. we, who are we playing? Iceland. Playing Iceland on Wednesday. They're, they're, yeah. da- they're down already. Yeah. So they're down. We can't Good. achieve anything more than we're doing. So I know the game is knocking us out that time. Well, <laughs> you're, you're in it for the revenge, are you, Simon? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it, I mean, I'm not going to be able to crawl by this any other way. But it's adding up to injuries, which leads to a shocking crisis for Liverpool. With I mean, we might talk about the, the mishandling of the Liverpool squad later and how it's not been properly been wait, got the squad wait, depth that it is there. And maybe, maybe you need to look at the owners. Maybe you need to look at the manager. I mean, been waiting for this. I don't uh, know, 50 but, million, been waiting for this fifty million pound training complex to open. Well. I mean, maybe it is Klopp's pushing them too hard in training because it only seems to be affecting Liverpool. But that's all I'll say on that matter. We'll park it there, Cheezer. Um It's a but, long season. <laughs> I also think, like, am I interested in the... I'm, am I, inter- I mean, I'm not interested in England at the minute because of um, it's an international break and I'm never interested in the international break in particular. Or I'm mean, not interested in England because of the style of football that we're currently playing and the three at the back and two holding midfielders. Because it's not particularly exciting to watch, is it? As you've alluded to with the amount of goals we scored, Cheezer. Well, that's in the Nations League, but we won. We scored three goals against Ireland. We scored three goals against Wales. But I mean, does, 
I don't, I don't know. I just became completely like yeah. I, but you know, I, you know, when you you know when you score six goals against San Marino, you don't get excited by it, do you? No, not really. No. You you, you should be beating Ireland three 0 shouldn't you? Like if to me, if you go, there's a team that's notably worse than you. What score do you expect them to beat them? Three nil is like the standard answer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. But then I think I from, feel I like. Think what, well, what I was going to say, I, I sort of feel like Southgate has got a lot of strength. I think he sort of really brought the team together. And he's good. He's a good media performer. And he's sort of good at a lot of the sort of PR and and all that regarding England. And I think he's been good with dealing with all the disciplinary disciplinary issues. Sort of all these sort of random ones that crop up on nights out in Iceland or whatever on Snapchat. Tactically, I'm not sure he's great. I think there's a reason why no big clubs have ever got him in as manager. And I think England have been a bit, you know, it just feels like this sort of incredible generation of of English players. And yeah, somehow we look quite boring. The other thing I also think with Southgate, is there an element that maybe he's a better tournament manager than he is this this long term? So maybe those three weeks that he has the team together... He's he's absolutely brilliant, and he can do special things with him, as we saw in the World Cup. Like he he does create this great unity and this team bond and team cohesion that we saw at the World Cup. And then maybe because we've missed the Euros this summer, he's not had that kind of chance to get it back again. Where there's that kind of renewed sense of hope, and um, or you think everything's on the right track. And, we've and just it, had and in this... many ways that's the, that's what matters, isn't it? And you're like, fair enough, you know. But that's what, if you're an international manager, yeah. That, yeah, I th- I, yeah. It's just, it, and then obviously with qualifications and everything else, you have um, you have club managers saying, "Oh, you've picked up a knock, so you're not going to play." So there's always the hampering of team selection, isn't there? And who can actually play, who can't play? Uh, so, well, the, the the depletion of the squad. So I would say the one positive uh, to come out of the the international break for England has been Jack Grealish. Uh, and you, were, you, Ross, were on the Jack Grealish hype train. <laughs> Early doors. I mean, I'm glad we've got that recorded. I did. Yeah. I, did I was thinking about this earlier on today. I was like, I was like, Ross went on about Grealish a lot in the summer. And I'm pretty sure I said he's, <laughs> he's not, he isn't worth that money. What would you bring to your eyes? I'm sure. I'm sure in one part, didn't we have like a 20 minute argument about him? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you, I mean, I mean, to, to prove your point, Ross, if you were somebody who was to offer me Jaden Sancho or Jack Grealish, I'd be choosing, I'd be choosing Jack Grealish at the moment. There we go. Yeah. So, but do you I, feel vindicated, and do you think England should be building the team around Jack Grealish? Uh, I'm not going to gloat, but I know loads about football. <laughs> That's all I'll say. But I think, I think what I will say on the flip side, what are the flip side to that is just going back to what we were saying before. If you go, if you, if you rewind six months to, I don't know, March, April, when we were just about to go into preparation for the Euros, that we were a damn sight better team than we were six months ago than what we are now. Sterling's form's fallen off a cliff. Sancho's form's fallen off a cliff. I don't know if Sancho's form's fallen off a cliff. He's got four goals and two assists in eight games in the Bundesliga. That's not a yeah, bad last return, season, is it? Yeah, but last season... Dortmund was scoring for fun and he was getting enough, near enough a goal and an assist every game. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, but... I mean, Messi, Messi occasionally goes three or four games without scoring. Yeah, and he, but he was just the point to say he's not playing at the level he was playing last season. Sterling's not playing at the level he was playing last season. And we, us as a team, don't we? We seem to have completely lost that midfield that we seem to have gotten right at the at the, at the, at the beginning of, of last year. And um, the defense seems to be completely up in the air again. He doesn't know what defense he wants to play. So I felt we'd settled on a system. And then um, there was something in on Twitter the other day about um, what formation should. There was a paper running uh, all their experts saying which um, formation should England play. There was about six different formations, and each one of them had a different starting, a, a different starting eleven. And I was like, "How have we gone six months ago from this is the eleven that we need to pick to like there being so much variation now, not just in the in the team, but in the formation? We're normally stuck in a formation." All right, some people do, I don't like it, but it's never been, oh, we could play 4-3-3, or we could play 3-4-1-2, or we could play 4-4-2, or we could play 3-5-2. I mean, well, that's I just, that just seems disaster in itself. Formation-wise, I think it all seems to hinge on the fact that 
Southgate doesn't trust two two at the back, two centre halves, does he? He seems to, you know, he's he's clear. He's looking at England's centre back options and seems to very clearly want to somehow but try we, and get but three. We, we play three at the back in the World Cup. Yeah, and, yeah, and it was successful. And, so it's not a new thing for Southgate. To, no, no, but then he tried to move to four at the back and play a four, sort of four-two-three-one, didn't he, for a bit? And he clearly doesn't trust four at the back. Uh, he clearly doesn't trust two centre halves and and, and and wants to play three. And then I think that sort of then hamstrings the rest the rest of the formation sort of going forward. Because I mean, straight away, you know, you got three centre halves. To me, one of the big issues that Southgate's got is in the past we haven't had this abundance of talent, have we? You've always kind of been able to pick the best, like the start in eleven quite easily, haven't you? Whereas now, like you've got, just think of the players that have come through from the World Cup. Grealish, Madison wasn't at the World Cup, was it? Foden. No, I don't, don't think uh, Mount was either. Mason Mount wasn't there. So there's four new players that all play in a similar position. Sancho you, as well. Have yeah, gone. Sancho. That, that, Reece James. You're all trying to accommodate them in, in certain positions and everyone's got a different opinion on how that should be. And I think one of his big issues is he's got so much quality attacking talent now because any of them five names you would have at your club, wouldn't you? Quite easily. They would. They would. They would. They, may, they might not get into starting eleven every single week, but they would have a. Well, they they, they get to play centre half for Liverpool. <laughs> Klopp, yeah, but he'd, 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 he'd get him injured before he got to start. So, um, but anyway, but they all get. But so he's got this dilemma of. Like you say, he doesn't trust the centre-half pairing at the minute because Maguire's form had fallen off a cliff at the start of the season, but it seems to be coming back a little bit. So now he's kind of stuck in this, what do I do? Does it stick or twist in terms of shoring up the defence or go for it and attack? Whereas this is why... And the other issue... And- yeah, the, I mean, the other issue, I think, is it's quite an imbalanced squad. In a, and it's not, not really much Southgate can do about this, but... You know, we're in this situation where we've got so many really good right backs. <laughs> we've got this bizarre. We could probably pick five or six right backs. You know, people like Lamptey and Wambasaka are nowhere near getting in the England squad because you know Reese James and Trent Alexander Arnold, Trippier, Walker all want to play right back. We've got loads of these uh, sort of attackers who who want to play in a front three. Yet the central midfield would seems to be maybe lacking ideas. Left back were maybe, and you know, Chilwell, I think, probably has been one of the, the positives of this international break. Centre half were probably short. The goalkeeper situation is kind of up in the air at the moment, and you know, that's that that that's a, that's a position that two years ago looked like well, that'll be Jordan Pickford for the next ten years. Now seems to be a bit of a who who knows who'll, who'll play going forward. So there's sort of some positions where he we are just a bit short, and there's not really much Southgate can do. I do think the what the central midfield position is the is the tricky one. Because like you say, you've you've got Rice Henderson, like you've got this abundant of talent up front, you've got there's a massive selection at right back. There's a number of centre halves in the country that are much of a muchness really. There's no like two standouts that you go there, they're that they're gonna have the position, they're the partnership. And the midfield, there's no real there doesn't seem to be like a kind of an all rounder that I mean, you, geez, you might say about Jordan Henderson being. A well, he doesn't score enough goals, so he's not an all round. I wouldn't. I would never in a million years say he was an all rounder. But no do you know way. what? I but do you know what I mean? Rice and Henderson, they seem to do a similar job. Like Rice, Rice to me is probably a young version of Jordan Henderson, like in terms of that role, or he's like a young Michael Carrick. Like they're going to sit behind the ball and and spray the passes around, aren't they? They're not going to be the ones that breaking into the breaking into like breaking past the lines and going making no. runs beyond the striker. No, but did he play? Who did he play Rice and Henderson with? Because I, I kind of, in a way, if he's going to play a, a two, if he's going to play a two-three-one, well, then he's, he's been he's, he's been he's been kind of flip-flopping between Winks and Mason Mount, isn't there? Because didn't Mount start the other night? Yeah, but then I don't Mount. Look, I'm not saying Mount's not a good player, but I don't trust Mount to be like to build a central midfield around. Do you know what I mean? I don't know where Mount plays. That's the problem. How many different how many different positions does he play for Chelsea? I mean, it doesn't help that he's he's playing in. I think with the exception of probably Grealish, who plays who plays pretty much wide left. He plays wide left of the three, doesn't he? For, yeah, but, for Villa more often than not. 
But I wouldn't know. You can't, I couldn't tell you where Mason Mount's played. And he's been playing now I, for a season. I think Mount is. I think Mason Mount's one of those players who Lampard really likes him. Southgate really likes him. And you can tell they just, they just try and get him in the team, don't they? I mean, I think he's one of those guys who I think he probably sort of follows a tactical plan very well, does what he's told, and, you know, o- o- always covers the positions you know, defensively that he's supposed to do. And, and, you know, they clearly just like him. And Southgate, I think, a few times has sort of played him just... You kind of feel like he just wants to play him and just sort of oh. wants to have him out there. But you need... Like, every successful team needs them kind of players. I'm not... It just... You look at the England squad and you expect it to be the best of the best, don't you? And it's, it's difficult because, I mean, you look at Park G Sung for United, in no way was he the greatest player in the world, but you knew when he was on that pitch he was going to do his job down to the letter of doing his job, wasn't it? Which often... Well, that's, a, that's the same with Milner, though. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't swap Milner for anybody in the world to play that position, that he, to, to play the position he plays for Liverpool. He didn't play every game, but when he comes on, you know you're going to get a, a good job and... If he comes, if he goes to right back against Leicester on Saturday, whenever it is, or Sunday, then that's absolutely fine. With that. I have no issues with that. You're always every team needs players like that. But then I think this is one of the, the problems with Mason Mount is the fact that he, he's not kind of he's not because he's not defined and no one's really sure what he is. If he if you knew he was that player that he was on the pitch and you knew that he was the one that you relied on to do specific jobs and that was made very clear that that's from all the managers that use him that know he's there and he's doing this job. Then, yeah, you've got, okay, I can understand where he fits. But for Derby, you saw him as like a more number 10. Then when he first came into Chelsea, you see him as more of an attacking midfielder. And then you see him drop back a bit for Chelsea and then you see him move around. So like you said, because he's moving around all the time, you, you're you thinking, where's this young player actually fitting in? If you, Maybe if he was three, four years older, then you kind of go, oh, no, I can see that. I can see what he's doing. But I think... The fact he is young and the fact he's getting shifted about just makes you think, oh, no one's really settled on where his best position is yet, as opposed to, no, he's in the team and he moves around a lot because he does his job to the, to the letter all the time. Because in, a, in, a, in an ideal world, I mean, what formation would you two play? If Rice and Henderson were going to play, if, Gre- if Grealish was playing as the 10, Sancho one side, Sterling the other side, and Kane, at, Kane up top or Rashford or any which way you'd want to put any of those five, then... You go, oh, well, I, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't be happy about that. But then if you've got to take one of those four out to then stick a centre-back in, when you've got uh, probably, uh, well, Rice is very much a defensive midfielder. I wouldn't necessarily let Henderson to defensive midfielder, but he keeps the ball and he, doesn't, he isn't going to be the one that's going to get in the box. He doesn't do that for Liverpool. It's not what he's, that's, not what he's, that's not what his job is. So he's, he's almost, they're almost two sitting, sitting players. But then if... He goes and uses the the wing backs as what looks like he wants to. If Chilwell's one side and James or Trent Alexander Arnold's the other, then you've almost got six attacking players and four defenders. So that's that's fine. It's when that extra central defender comes in, we don't have it's not like we have a ball playing centre centre half like we've had before with the Ferdinand that could come into midfield and then that extra midfielder then goes and supports the front. We just don't have that system. So I, I, that's the bit that I, I can't understand. We either play a four-three-three and we stick with it, and we stick with what we've done before, and that ball playing midfield plays in midfield. But if that's going to be Grealish, that's not where Grealish plays. So then it has to be it has to be somebody else. I see. For me, I I I, I mean the the games I've watched with three central defenders, we don't look any more solid than with them. I mean, well, I, I would just go four, I'd just go four-two-three-one. And just try and get as many of your best attacking players as possible. And then, I mean, there's, there's teams out there that we are going to dominate the ball against. So there's no point in having three central defenders on and two sitting holding midfielders because they're not going to unpick, unpick the lot that makes a score. We need, we need the attacking players in there to do something special. So I, I, I think, and even if you go, even if you say it's like your fullbacks, maybe you pick, I don't know, you rotate around the right backs to say, like maybe one week you pick Wan Bissaka and say, "Look, Aaron, you're playing right back, but I don't want you to get forward that much. You're all going to sit and hold defensively, so we'll we're going to play down the left. Okay, left this time we're going to play. I, I know Tyrone Mings is centre half, but he's played left back. Stick him left back, and then say, "Look, you're not going to get forward. We're going to have Trent Alexander Arnold on the right, and he's going to he's going to." So I think you have to shift. The, I think you have to be a bit more creative in terms of what you're doing because the three centre halves, it's not. I just think it's very negative, and that's not our strength. So trying to pack pack that area as opposed to 
pack top loaders where we, we have got some real depth and talent. And even if you pick a front four, you've still got options on the bench to change him. Do what you want with it. Well, that's, even if we played the even if we played the four two, I don't think he wants to play the four because we don't have we don't have very mobile centre halves. I mean, I don't think Maguire is very mobile. I don't think Minks is particularly mobile. I don't think we can play that that um, with just Rice and Henderson and um, and two central central defenders because he, he's absolutely frightened to death of getting counter attack. I think we just need to pick away and stick to it. I don't think there's... Uh, there's obviously going to be tweaks that you're going to need to make and there'll be tactical decisions you need to make in the game. But like what you said, Sam, there's enough talent now for us to be able to go, well, actually, it's not it's not working out after 60 minutes. That person's going to have to come off. But at the minute, we've just got so many players that are out of form. It just feels like... It just feels... It's just a tough watch. And that's like, that, that doesn't really help. And like you've got a Calvert-Lewin who is, is chomping at... Every, seems to, every time he seems to play for England, he seems to score... But then that seems the resurgence of Kane. So if, if if Kane would have been following on from last season's form, the chances that Calvert Lewin would, would have probably been and would have played more minutes. But Kane started the season like a freight train. So I just I just it's just not it's just not enjoyable. I watched the Scotland game the other day when it was there, when we were playing Ireland, and I think I watched American football on Sunday night. I didn't even I completely forgot England were playing. Uh, I mean, I think half the thing about being enjoyable is there's nothing riding on the games as well. That's there's no edge to but them, that. Is there? But if you remember what we talked about last when we talked about year for years and years in friendlies, it's like I don't really be playing Paraguay or Chile or these random friendlies that didn't mean anything. And then we all of a sudden were playing. I mean, with, obviously with the exception of Denmark and Iceland, but we're playing Belgium. Do I really want to watch England Belgium and there's nothing riding on it whatsoever? Actually, well, that's where the nation is great for like Scotland, is it in Ireland and Wales that are in the lower division where they have got something to really to go for. Whereas for England and the, the bigger nations. It's just games, isn't it? Because the, the, yeah, the thing is, the thing is, if those games weren't happening, they would. It's not like those games wouldn't. Ha- they would like England would be playing friendlies. Oh, I which know. Which are even worse. So yeah. it's, it's not like what because what what you really need is those players probably to have a rest and not have to play the games. What? Yeah. In I reality, mean, it, the option is nation league or friendlies. But then there's, there's something to be. I know, like when you're saying about Paraguay, but I mean, there's something to be said occasionally, like. When the when the calendar throws up like England Brazil or England Argentina as a friendly, yeah, I mean I get it's a friendly still, but you don't get to play Brazil that often, do you? Whereas you Belgium's kind, of, I don't know. There's just something uninspiring about Belgium, isn't there? As a, as a nation to play, <laughs> and for a, for a beer drinker like yourself, yeah, to say such a thing, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't think it would make that much difference if we played Spain. I don't. I don't, I don't really. Would I really be bothered about watching us play Spain? I don't well, know. That, if this no, is just that, a real. That, well, do you think when we beat when ball. we beat Spain was it in that was it in a friendly? Wasn't it? We were beaten three 0 in Seville, was it? Yeah, that was a friendly, wasn't it? Yeah, but that was that was some of the what was we remember, why do you remember that game? Because some of the we the football we played was amazing. No, I remember that game because of the. The barnstorming tackle that uh, was it Eric Dyer putting on Sergio Ramos. In the first oh, he stared him down. More like that. But that I was. That I was mean, I mean you've got to have this debate for the end of time, aren't you, of England friendlies? It's, it's never going to get any better until you get to a tournament because that's all you live for, isn't it? It's a two year cycle. It, it, it happens every single time, doesn't it? The friendlies in the qualification, you always slag England off because you think either the qualification group's too easy. I've not really been tested, so and and you never go. Oh, they've absolutely smashed it, and it gets the tournament. And no matter what you say, no matter whether you say you're going to follow it or not, you hear three lions, and uh, <laughs> and then that's it, isn't it? That's your summer sorted. Right. Yeah, based on the sun watching football, that you're happy. And that might just be it. I mean, obviously, with the tournament not happening until next year, the two year cycle has kind of as as um. As what the two-year cycle has been and has been and gone, like normally this is the part of the year where players have retired, some players have played the last tournament, and that's, I don't really think that I don't think that will probably happen. Probably when we get even when we get to next year, I don't think I don't think there's anybody close to retiring from things like what I would have thought. Um, but there's like this, there's that bit that whole that whole summer's not happened. That kind of riding the crest of the wave through the summer, watching England in the Euros, especially when the Euros are going to be some of the England are playing play games playing games at Wembley. I mean, all so, I would say is, like, like, I think that the Euro's been delayed a year for England. For, for England, it's probably a good thing in terms of we had, 
if it would have been this season, think how young the squad would have been, like Foden and Greek. Like it would have been a very young, relatively inexperienced squad. Whereas one more year, yeah, I mean, look, the performances haven't been great the minute, but you get into a tournament that check that all changes, doesn't it? And you, you suddenly have a strong starting eleven every time, and I do think it gives us real. It's a real benefit for us. I, I thought you know, I'm the opposite way. I think we'd have been better off playing last. I think we'd have been better off playing last summer. So I don't think them. I don't think having. I don't at the minute having all this talent is not working. We just I, seem to completely chop, chop. We're just chopping and changing the side. We're chopping and changing the formation. I get some day sometimes, like in, in every tournament, um, managers have gone in there played a particular way, and you might need to change from somewhere else. And you do need a, you do need a little bit of to be able to alter a formation, but. You can't alter a formation and completely change the team as well at the same time. Most most really good teams can play in a couple of different formations, but it's about the team. It's not about swapping everybody out. It's about making sure that we've got enough enough to be able to do what we do. That's 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 the thing. I mean, all I'm going to say now is every time I get into an argument or a disagreement, I'm just going to say Jack Grealish and then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, anyway. Is there anything else to talk about? Because I think we're going to go around in circles in England, aren't we? Um, the, old, I mean, well, the glo- glorious thing is that club football's back this weekend. Club football is back this weekend. It is. I mean, we mentioned it earlier, but we'll mention it on a more serious note, Cheesy. You must be worried about the amount of injuries you have in your squad at the minute. Um, I mean, it's not ideal. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to lie. Um, we've. I mean, we get one centre back back, and then the other one uh, looks like he's going to be out until at least March. So that's not. That's not ideal in any stretch of the imagination. Um, it doesn't look like we're going to buy anybody in January. But I didn't think that. I didn't think that we were probably going to buy anybody in January anyway. The, the, they don't seem to. Liverpool at the minute don't seem to make snap decisions about bringing in bringing in players and ultimately what they'll have to think about is whoever comes in whether whoever it is that they want to buy potentially in uh, when we get to rolling around next season he's going to end up being he's going to end up being third choice again behind Van Dijk and Gomez again so who's ultimately going to want to come and sit on the bench for for next season so I don't know the right back situation is not great because I think whenever Trent doesn't play that we don't play very well um, I know he's not played. He himself not played particularly well this season. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. Because obviously we won't have Salah. I don't think I don't think we'll have Salah for the Brighton game either. Um, but Robertson looks think, like he's um, Liverpool play Leicester this weekend, aren't they? Play Leicester, yeah. So who do you think is favouring that match? Um. I, don't know, I still think you. Oh, well, it's, it's away from home. That was. I mean, the one thing that we've got is that was Liverpool's best game last year. So it wasn't like we'd come. Out, I think we were coming off the back of an international break as well last last season. We went to. Oh no, it was near Christmas. We played. It was like our seventh game in twenty days. I'm pretty sure it was just, Boxing Day. It was. It was. We just come back. We just come back from being. We just come back from the FIFA World Club thing, and everybody was like, "Oh, Liverpool's going to be really tired. Not going to be very." And it was the best game we played. That's that. It was probably the, one of the best away performances we've ever put in since I've been watching Liverpool play football. It was amazing, but I mean, this season I don't know what's going to happen. Fabinho looks, looks like he might have gone play back his centre back. Thiago's back, Kaita's back. Ah, Thiago, uh, we we know all about him, don't we? <laughs> yeah, he's not played, uh, and he's had more. This, he's this is list list of pros about Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not the best time to be playing Leicester. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think it will, I'm not sure if our left back uh, Castagna will be back. Then Madison's obviously back in form. Bardi's playing well. Barnes is playing well. So it's not it's not the greatest time in the world to be playing Leicester. Um, a tough game. Vardy must be licking his lips out of this this match against the chance against some <laughs> Liverpool's first one centre after all injured. <laughs> just he'll go back to the glory days. He'll ask Danny Drinkwater, just chip it up in behind. <laughs> yeah. <you. laughs> But I think he's. Got, I think he's. It's, it's also an Arsenal. I think he scores all his goals again. So it's not. I mean, it's he's, not. It's I reckon, not I reckon he's, he's. As as we speak, I reckon he's constantly WhatsApping Yuri Tielemans with just videos of what Danny Drinkwater used to do. As soon as you pick it up, I'm gone. Just know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just 
puts, puts himself on 35-year-old James Milner and hopes for the best. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I mean, I mean that, that with all these issues and stuff, it'll be interesting to see who actually gets picked. And um, but yeah, I mean, at least at least we've got some people coming back. But yeah, the the Gomez and Van Dyke situation for the season is that uh, it does look pretty grim. But I mean, Reese Williams has Reese Williams has played in the Champions League and, and done and done all right. But he's done all right next to uh, next to Joe Gomez, who's, who, who's, who played particularly well in those games. Nat, Nat Phillips did or did all right in the in the league game. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see where he goes. But I think he's gonna. I think it'll just be Fabinho that plays there, and he'll play Van Alden and Henderson. Well, assuming that Henderson's obviously not injured, but um, Henderson and he might be um, phoning uh, the clock. Might be phoning Gareth Southgate up for tips on how to send a negative team out. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I, I don't. It'll be the same as Villa. We'll get. We'll either get beat four 0 or we'll or we'll 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 win. However, we've been winning, but we haven't been playing. We haven't been playing particularly well either. The, the City game, I thought we were amazing for the first half. The second half, we were awful. We just we just looked like we ran out of legs a little bit. So, um, but once again, the luck was on our side. De Bruyne misses his penalty. I think I think that was the first person in four seasons to miss the target with a penalty. I have to be Kevin De Bruyne. When, as soon as he stepped up that penalty, I was like, "That's it. It's, it's, it we're two one down here, and we're, and we're going to struggle to get back in it." So it could have been it could have been an awful lot worse. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. I'll tell you what, I just watched. Have to I watched women's football at the weekend for the first time in a while. Oh yeah, so you two were commenting on it. Did you? Was it on? What was it on? It was, was on, it on BT. It was or? On BT. Yeah, I saw it was coming up, and I saw it as much as I thought. Oh, you know what? I'll stick it on. Thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a very good game. I did. Did they play again soon in the cup? Oh, I don't know. I didn't look at the next fixtures. I turned it off after that. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I enjoyed it. Well, the, well, the goal, the, the goal um, that the American person scored for, for United is, is worth looking up. I would say. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was. It, but it was a real. It was a good game. In fact, the City went two 0 up, and then United changed the tactics and came to two all. That was a good. It was a good game. Enjoyed it. Um, what else was going to say about? Uh, forgot. Just just while we're on the subject of, of watching, so just before we just before we started the podcast, there was a, a, a it was a uh, while um, we were putting the kids to bed. There was a, a flicking through the channels, and there was a tenable on. So I was like, oh, I'll just flick, I'll flick this on. I don't get to watch it very very often. So the, uh, there was a group of five guys, and in order to win the, the jackpot, they just had to name the um, first. 10 teams or the 10 nations in alphabetical order that, that played in the FIFA World Cup in 2018. I was like, if you were going to get a question for five lads to win 23 grand on Tenable, that would be the greatest question you could possibly ever get. That sounds tricky, actually. Uh, do you know the answer then, Cheesy? I know, well, I know, oh, I know, some, of, I know some of the answers. You have to get all 10. You have to get all 10. You get, well, you get, you get five chances. There was five of them. So you get, well, I think, as long as you've got five people in the in the last game, they had five chances. They got two incorrect answers, but three of them um, ended up. I think I could. I could I remember them all. I might be Australia. Austria. Australia. Yeah. Austria. Argentina. Uh, who did you say? Austria. No, Ross is out. Oh. Argentina. You, you give me a lot of that. A lot of the heavy lifting here, Ross. I've got eight more to get. <laughs> Brazil. Brazil, Belgium, Belgium, Chile. Uh, I'm not sure, but I'll give you it. Denmark, Dem Denmark. Is that what they do on the show? <laughs> what I'm not, I'm not sure, but I'll give <laughs> you what, it. That's what yeah. Warwick. That's what Warwick Davis says. <laughs> yeah, it just, it, that Chile just rested in between five and six because they weren't sure. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> no one's won for a while, so <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't remember what the wrong answers were either. But Costa Rica was in there. I'm going to guess Zimbabwe um, was a wrong answer. Yeah, Zimbabwe was a wrong answer. Um, what was the lowest letter that that got you in? E. Denmark was Denmark in there? Yeah, I think England were. I think it was. I think it stopped. Oh yeah, we yeah, but yeah, we're England in there. Yeah, I feel like one of the wrong answers was France. So I, don't, I think it went as far as F, and that's it. Columbia, oh, Colombia was in there as well. And we were, obviously we played Colombia. Oh, and Croatia, Croatia was one of the last, the last one they got was Croatia. 
I mean, how that was the last the one when that's, yeah. a, when that's been knocked us out is a... So, yeah. I thought, yeah. I said Because I've watched that before and I was like, some of the questions you get asked in there, it's like, I wouldn't even know, I wouldn't even know what that is. I wouldn't even know, I wouldn't even know one of them, never mind the top ten. But anyway. Right. Well, it's been great chatting. Always a pleasure. I mean, banging time. Well, no, we're 10 minutes over. I'm a celebrity's on now. Yeah, I'll let you both go. <laughs> well, Until we'll, uh, next time. Until next time. I'll go and try and cut. I'll speak to you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Three Thirds Mank, One Third Scouse podcast. Give it a like, give it a share, and let us know what you think on Twitter at Mank3. That's at M-A-N-C-T-H-R-E-E. And keep listening for more new podcasts every week.